Bezrat Hashem will continue with our lessons as brought down by the Beis HaLevi on having a Havas Israel. What is true a Havas Israel for us? So uh, yesterday we talked about uh, arousing mercy, you know, uh, based on what Moshe Rabbeinu uh, did and so and also Hashem himself in, ter- in terms of feeling the pain and joining in terms of the suffering of Qad Israel. So today let's talk about something of like how how can a person like enjoy themselves? How does one know if he's really being no sebeol? Does he truly care? Perhaps he's just letting out a sigh as many do when they hear of someone's pain. So there's a, a story that's told about the Hofet time when he was elderly. During the First World War, he didn't sleep in his bed. He said that while Jewish soldiers were in danger at the front, he could not sleep in comfort. So that's the mark of someone who's truly carrying the burden. Someone who feels his friend's pain as if it were his own is not able to enjoy himself. It's not something that only the Chofetz Haim can do. Everyone on his own level can achieve this. And perhaps we're not at the level of sleeping on the floor, but there's always something that we can do. We can be like Rebetzin, Hannah Pearl, Cutler, Rav, Aharon, uh, Rav Aharon's Rebetzin, who during World War II didn't put sugar in her tea, for example. And Rav Moshe Tversky was embarking with his family on a trip, and they were getting ready to leave. A tragedy took place in Israel. It didn't happen to anyone they knew personally, but Rav Moshe canceled the trip and turned to his children and said, now is not the right time to enjoy ourselves while someone else is suffering. And that's greatness. That's what, what's called greatness. Rav um, Elimelech Tress was famous for living a life filled with acts of genuine chesed. He was a powerhouse of goodness and kindness. He was a great activist during World War II, and he did everything possible to save Jews. He was empathetic to the point that he gave away all his money to save them. It said that he didn't even have enough money to pay for his medications. He felt that every dollar could be could, that he had could save another Jew. And Jonathan Rosenblum wrote an extensive biography. They called him Mike, describing the life of this extraordinary personality. So after the war, Mr. Trask traveled to Europe to see how the survivors in the displaced persons camp were faring. One night, his companions became very concerned when he wasn't with them at the hotel. And when they finally found him in the morning, they asked him where he'd been. And he said that he had slept in a DP camp. They asked him why. And he answered, how could I go to sleep in the lap of luxury in a hotel and then come back to them? I slept with them. And that's a sign of Jewish greatness and leadership. We empathize, not just sympathize. And Baruch Hashem, like Mike, Mike Tress, was repaid with special children and grandchildren who follow in his ways. Hashem repays the righteous. And so, also, this midah of Nosebeol, carrying the burden, goes even further. Not only should one join in another suffering, but one should also join in his happiness as well. If a friend is making a simcha or just had a great good fortune, we should be thrilled for him as if we experienced it ourselves. Rab Ben Sion Abba Shaul writes that the true indicator of one's level of Havas Israel, if he's happy in his friend's happiness. And it's a very hard level to achieve. To be truly happy for someone else can sometimes seem impossible. 
So indeed, Rav Mordechai Pogromansky once quipped, one who can join his friend in his suffering is a human, but one who can join his friend in his happiness is an angel. And Rav Shlomo Wolbe writes that once when Rav Avraham Gordensky visited his family in Warsaw, during their conversation, he looked at the clock and started to sing. The song turned into dance. He sang and danced for a long time. His family looked at him in total bewilderment. Rav Abraham explained, A Talmud of mine from Saboka, Yeshiva, is having his wedding now. I can't be at his wedding, but I can still participate in his simcha because his simcha is my simcha. And that's what we're talking about. Feeling as if your friend's simcha is your own. So, as previously mentioned, the redemption from Egypt began when Hashem placed his heart and eyes, two expressions of sharing in their pain, upon the Jewish people. And what aroused his compassion? The Chofetz Haim explained it was when the Jewish people acted with compassion towards one another. And Rav Abraham Shor, in his commentary on the Haggadah Shel Pesach, quotes an insight from the Gera Rebbe, the Beis Israel. In the Sefer Torah, there's actually, there's nearly always a space at the end of every parasha before the next parasha begins. However, at the end of parasha Vayigash, there's no space before the next parasha, parasha Vayichi. And the Rashi, in the beginning of Vayichi, quotes the Midrash, which asks, why is this parasha closed? And it's because after Yaakov Avinu passed away, the hearts and eyes of the Jewish people were closed due to the pain of the workload when the process of the eventual slavery was initially introduced. And so the beginning of the exile and slavery began with the closing of the Jewish people's hearts and eyes and the beginning of the redemption that would begin when Hashem opened his heart and his eyes. And what's the meaning of all this? Rav Shor explains that every Jew has an innate ayin tova, good eye, and left tov, good heart. He looks at others with an ayin tova and cares about them in his left tov. But when his eyes and heart are closed, he's not able to look at, 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 at uh, matters that right way, the right way. He doesn't feel his brother's pain because he himself is in so much pain. And that's the beginning of Galut. Indeed, as mentioned, as mentioned before, the Midrash states that the cause of the Galut was the Shevatim's lack of unity with one another. A sign of the Geula is when we reopen our eyes and hearts and we're able to feel the pain of others. And that's the beginning of the redemption. It happens down here with our feelings. When we feel the pain of others that arouses Hashem to feel the pain of the Jewish nation as large. Our sages teach us that only one fifth, guys, only one fifth of the nation left Egypt. The other four, four fifths perished during the plague of darkness. And Mashor quotes the frightening words of Sifseid Sadiq, who writes, Those who did not feel bad and concerned about their friends' problems and weren't part of the general group were not redeemed, because the condition of redemption is to share the pain of others, to pray for them, and to do what we can to help them. It's the lack of unity, love, and compassion towards one another that causes galut, and it's the increase of that unity that brings geula. We have been in this long and bitter galut for close to 2,000 years. We can't bear it anymore. We can't bear it any longer. Let's resolve to love each other, guys, and feel each other's pain and happiness. And hopefully the geula will then be on its way, Bezat Hashem. We should have Mashiach, Bezat Hashem. 
now now in our times now what we could see it for ourselves so how important it is to feel the pain and to even feel the simha of our brothers and sisters we can't just live a life thinking if this is happening over there it's not affecting me so therefore okay i i understand and maybe i'll feel a little bit but it's not it's not it's not in my movie it's not here in my area it's not in my community it's happening elsewhere that's not being part of a nation. Being part of a nation means I feel everyone's pain. I feel everyone's pain equally. I also feel everyone's simcha. When we all have a simcha, where there's a siyum, or where there's a chupa, when there's a brit, when there's a, um, a, 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 a bar mitzvah, we have to be besimcha. We have to be besimcha for our brothers and sisters because that's who we are. We're we're all having a brit milah. We're all having a, um, a bar mitzvah. We're all having a chupa. We're all having, let's say, a, a, a sadness. We're all in this together. And when Hashem sees how we feel for each other, whether it's in pain or we're in simcha, and we're all connected to each other emotionally and, and even physically, we can say that what my brother is lacking I too know and let me see what I can do to help him when we physically and spiritually stay connected like this we're going to bring the Geulah quick in our time with, with lots of love and mercy but when we're all disunified we're not in unity or we think it's not my problem it's his or it's not my Simcha it's his Simcha then we lost the boat that's that's not unity that's the disunity that brought brought us into where we are today to begin with this is the disunity that happened back in the second temple where we weren't respectful of each other that and the outside it was one thing and then the inside we were feeling something else we were concealing that 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 hatred let's say for our fellow jews what it is it's a form of concealment that's why this exile is as long as it is do you understand how important it is that we have to arouse our feelings to be in Nagdut, to be in Nagdut, and we and if we can't because it's hard it's okay too we have to understand what we're holding then we have to dive into hashem to allow us to feel to allow us to feel the pain if, if you're not feeling the pain and you're not feeling the simha when others are being in simcha dive into hashem that they that hashem should let you feel the simha and the pain in your heart to open your heart to feel it there is a remedy and that is prayer ask and talk to god that hashem should open up your heart and you should be able to feel the pain and the simha because you have a desire to be in a dude you have that desire but for some reason your heart's not there and it's okay to be real with your god and to be open and honest with hashem so that he can step in and he can open up the heart for you with a lot of love and mercy because that's what hashem is there for hashem is there for to help us on our journey to help us on in this path and to stay in a dude and be in a dude and hashem wants us more than anything to be together because that's being cloud israel and we're we're one we're, we're we're one with each other then we're one with hashem and it's just as simple as that so bezat hashem today i want you to find someone that's maybe having a simcha you don't even have to go so far look so far look at what's happening here in israel look at what's happening here with our brothers and sisters the hostages that are still in this amalek's possession and look at that feel the pain of the family that's that not doesn't have their loved ones or that doesn't have the body of their loved ones to deal with feel that pain and cry as if it were yours because it is ours and if you can't do that 
pray to Hashem to please open your heart to be an Akdut and to feel that Akdut. And that's the, that's what we need to do today. Work on that. Work on creating that feeling. And just take five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes of your day that Hashem gave you the time to begin with to feel for your brothers and your sisters. Bezat Hashem, and it'll help us stay more in Akdut and be more united because that's the goal. The goal here is to cleave to our God, and by cleaving to our God, we have to be in Akdut with our brothers and sisters. Bezat Hashem will continue with these lessons. Bezat Hashem tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen ve Amen.